This is Wednesday, January 19th. My grandchildren are still young enough that they like to play hide-and-seek. Molly, who is four years old, will go and find a place to hide, making enough noise that I could not find her with my eyes closed. And what's funny is that if I pretend I can't find her and call out to her, she'll say, I'm here, Pops. I'm here, Pops. Here's our text for today. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. I search with my heart how to cheer my body with wine, my heart still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and have slaves who had slaves who were born in my house. I had also great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. Now we've been looking this week at how the teacher, the son of King David, set out to find the meaning of life through pleasure. Now it makes sense that he might turn his attention here. There are enjoyments to be found in our world, and lots of them. We're not just talking about bodily pleasures like food and drink and sex. No, the teacher looked at anything that could bring him pleasure. Think of the satisfaction you feel when you finished a challenging project. Or the sense of accomplishment when you bring people together, a large number of people, to complete a task. There's pleasure in our work. There's pleasure in planning and accomplishing. And that's what the teacher did. I designed and finished some massive construction project, he said. Solomon actually even built a temple for the Lord and dedicated it to him. It became one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. The finest craftspeople were brought together, immense amounts of gold and accumulated and dedicated to this project all to the glory of God. I remember speaking with a man that built church buildings, hearing how he delighted in his work and took pride in doing the work well. No shortcuts were taken. His work was impressive, to say the least. Most of us have completed projects we were proud of. It may be cooking an elaborate meal, or performing a difficult surgery. Surely, this would do the trick. It would make us feel a real lasting satisfaction and meaning in our lives. But the surprising discovery is that precisely at the time when finishing these projects, we feel like there must be something more. Perhaps you have heard about the interview of football legend Tom Brady. He was on 60 Minutes, and the interviewer, Steve Kraft, asked him if he felt satisfied with his Super Bowl wins. Brady said, Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, Hey man, that's it. That's what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, I think, it's got to be more than this. I mean, this can't be all that it's cracked up to be. Now think about it. This is what other players long for. The kind of success they could only dream of. But here was Brady saying he thought this would be it. But he learned it was not. Then the interviewer asked Brady what it was he thought he was missing. 
And all Brady could say was, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Now this is where the teacher is. He's won the Super Bowl of life and done things that would be the envy of almost anyone. But he's not there. Now that's not to take away from Super Bowl wins or great construction projects. But we are climbing an immense mountain. And we think at the top there will be glory and the deepest meaning. And instead, at just at that point, we come to discover the treasure. Well, it's not hidden there. It's like that game of hide-and-seek that I play with Molly. Except we just cannot find what our hearts are longing for. Why not? God created us with a desire too deep to be touched by achievements, as great as they may be. Here's C.S. Lewis describing how deep our longing goes. We do not merely want to see beauty, though God knows even that is bounty enough. We want something else which can hardly be put into words, to be united with the beauty we see, to pass into it, to receive it into ourselves, to bathe in it, to become part of it. Now you can see why nothing in our world can get us there. Even the greatest of pleasures. It's not because they're not good or enjoyable. They are. Our longing goes deeper, too deep to be reached by anything or anyone but God. And of course, the good news in our hide-and-seek game is that the one we seek has actually sought us and he's found us. And that's Jesus. Jesus has come to us with more than the promise of joy. He's united us to joy that is found in God alone. Let's pray. Lord God, it's true we can reach the top of the highest mountain and not be home with you. Thank you that you are determined to seek us out and find us. Thank you for your persistent love. Help us not to settle for anything less than the joy that comes from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.